Matthew Ball. It's been a long time, man. How are you? I'm doing well, Reverend Bryant. How are you, sir? I'm doing fantastically well, Matt. And listen, I am just ecstatic about the 10-year legacy video that you've released. Tell us about the genesis of that and how you got everybody together to do it. Yeah, well, look, what happened is a few months ago, our our crew here, our video crew at Breitbart and our, our, our leadership out in our LA office decided, uh, uh, John Kahn uh, among them, uh, he was kind of the lead spearhead of this whole thing, decided to just start calling around to people and asking people, you know, all these different conservative leaders if they would make a video, uh, a 60, a 30 to 90 second little video uh, about what Andrew Breitbart, whether they knew him or they didn't, uh, a lot of the people in the video knew him, some didn't, uh, but, uh, you know, asking these different people, you know, senators, congressmen, President Trump, Vice President Pence, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas uh, are all in this video um, the, uh, and asking them what Andrew Breitbart meant to them. And, what, and, and lo and behold, all of a sudden what came together was all of these people that are like the leaders of this uh, of the Republican Party and the conservative movement out there uh, in the in this new media environment that didn't exist before Andrew Breitbart came along. By the way, um, the uh, in, in it ended up being almost two hours long. Uh, and, and by the way, it probably could have been longer. And uh, it, it was uh, really remarkable. I think it's a testament to. Andrew Breitbart. By the way, people can go watch it. We still got it up on our homepage. If you go to our homepage right at the top, it says Andrew Breitbart, 10 years. You can click right there, and uh, everybody can go see this this incredible video tribute. And it's it's filled out, too, with uh, excellent clips of Andrew Breitbart videos from the key moments that he had from his epic CPAC speech in 2012 to documentaries he was in, including one that you did, by the way, Reverend Brian. I'll never forget that. I know that you were... Uh, a good friend of Andrew's and you uh, uh, t- sat with him for a long interview. I think that there's a bunch of clips from that in the, in the, uh, in the, in, in this tribute uh, as well as uh, other key moments from Andrew's speeches. And I, I, I always tell people these young conservatives who didn't know him, I, I was lucky enough to know him. And uh, I remember, uh, I think he introduced me to you yeah, uh, back he did. in the day, if I'm not he mistaken, did. right? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, I always tell people to go watch those old speeches if they don't have time to read Righteous Indignation, which is his book, and they should read that too, uh, to really get a flavor and a sense of who he was as a person. Um, there, there, we did a big CPAC panel uh, at CPAC a little over a week ago too uh, with me and Larry O'Connor, who was one of our editors here back in the day and james o'keefe and charlie kirk were on the panel there talking about the legacy of andrew breitbart and the uh uh, it was funny because larry opened the the panel up with you know he's not just a name on a website and and that's the thing is that you know 10 years removed so people maybe for uh don't fully remember especially a lot of new people to the movement don't maybe understand who he was as a person what he did and what he was up against this whole infrastructure of conservative media, talk radio, et cetera, it, the giants that came before us, people like Rush Limbaugh and Andrew Breitbart, they paved the way for us. There wasn't like careers like what we have right now. No, in this not at all. Before that. And you know and, what, you know what, Matt, uh, when, when you bring that up, uh, thinking about that, it took, and if people, I wish, oh my God, I want everyone to, to check out 
the speeches. Check out uh, Andrew Breitbart uh, and, and the fire. The, it was, it was, it was. I, I can't describe the slow burning fire that erupted sometimes in righteous indignation against what we were railing uh, or trying to save or for what we were trying to save, and that's the republic. Andrew Breitbart was a patriot in the truest sense of the word how can we preserve this legacy that he has given to all of us for our younger people as you were saying matt yeah well look i think that the thing is first off watching those speeches by the way he's really funny right like oh god that's another thing that people people don't always remember about him right they remember that walk towards the fire mentality they remember the the you know him picking fights with the left and the 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 occupiers remember when he was out there screaming stop raping the people (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah god yes he was so funny (laughs) the um but the thing is that he was funny right like he was talking he he tells these amazing stories and he has this way he had this way of like communicating with people and really connecting with them on a personal level that again was just funny right like that was what tucker carlson who was my old boss uh uh and uh uh uh, he's who introduced me to andrew right like so um tucker says in his tribute video in this tribute video is that andrew was one of the funniest people i've ever met like and people don't forget that about him because he's a person he was a person that came before uh, and yes he had the right enemies yes yeah yeah but the one thing the one thing i want people to know about andrew as well (laughs) is that uh, yes he was funny he was fiery but he was also incredibly compassionate uh and and sometimes that's missed in all the fire and in the action when you look at uh the the life and legacy of andrew breitbart but he was an incredibly compassionate individual and uh, now tell us now what what what's happening uh, with the legacy there at Breitbart News. What's the future? What does it look like? How are we looking uh, going into the future with Breitbart? Yeah, well, look, we've been we're stronger than ever before. So our data, even with big tech trying to shut us down, which they are doing every day, Google, Facebook, Twitter, all of them, they're all trying to target Breitbart. And we're really like, kind of like the original gangsters on this. We're like the OGs, right? Yeah. They came after us before they came after anybody else, right? Like they've been going after us since 2016. Uh, before, you know, back then, uh, the, you know, they've been tar- targeting us for years. And so the, um, the, the big, even with the big tech companies trying to shut us down, uh, our data, uh, this is Facebook's own data, by the way, that they compiled through a company called CrowdTangle. Uh, Breitbart over the last 90 days, the last quarter, has uh, uh, had more engagements in our interactions on Facebook than the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Huffington Post, and the Los Angeles uh, and the Wall Street Journal combined, not the not the LA Times, the the Wall Street Journal combined. We're bigger than the entire establishment media. We're kicking butt. Breitbart stronger than ever. Uh, uh, the, the it is the publication of record in this movement, and I would argue we're getting to that place where we are going to become the publication of record in this country. Uh, and 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 that's no in no small part thanks to the efforts and the the and everything that Andrew left behind for us. I mean, he built this. Like he built this, and and we've just carried on his legacy. And he was right about. So many things. I mean, you go back and watch those speeches. He was talking about things like critical race theory. He was yeah. talking about yeah. things like 
the media bias. He was talking about things like the collusion between all these different leftist institutions that we see play out. I mean, he called it like yes, he did. Yes, he did. And and even even in uh, ten years ago, ten years ago also is uh, the the this is the anniversary year of Runaway Slave, and we're working to get that mm-hmm. re-released this year. But 10 years ago also, Andrew said these words. It was just a couple of weeks before he was gone. And he said, I just want, he said these words. I want my legacy to be that, that, that they, they've messed with the wrong guy. And, and that's exactly what happened. You just laid it out, what he built. And, and how even with him not physically here, they messed with the wrong guy because there are so many of us that have sprang from that tree and fell as seeds falling from that tree and sprouting up and carrying on the legacy of this great, great man and a great friend. And let me say this uh, uh, and ask you this. Uh, what I know that, that if we could, we could hear his voice and, and, and just get him to, to pontificate on, on this, what do you think he would say about this fiasco of uh, an administration that inhabits D.C. where you are right now? What what? What 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 would he what do you think, Matthew? If you were to, to just sort of uh, be able to give us a, a little insight into 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 Andrew's mind, what what do you think he'd say? Well, I mean, I think he would think that they're the most corrupt and inept. I mean, I mean he'd think this is even worse than Barack Obama's administration, right? Like, because here's here's the thing: is that Obama was almost like a test run for some of this stuff that they're doing right now, like all this really radical stuff. I mean, they, they, they started rolling out some of these ideas like the critical race theory and all that kind of stuff during the Obama administration, but it's really taken hold now during the Biden administration. And so while the president himself is probably more inept and uh, not as with it as Barack Obama was, uh, what's happened is these radical leftists who have taken over their movement and their party, and the Democrat Party is now infected root and branch top to bottom i mean the whole thing is 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 not salvageable at this stage i mean they need a total remaking uh if they're ever going to be the democrat party of old that stood up for american workers um they're they're just so corrupt and in extreme i mean with the defund police stuff i mean the president could go up there in the congress and the state of the union like he did last week and say that you know that they want to fund the police to not defund the police all he wants to but we know where the democrat party stands on this i mean they voted on it repeatedly they've they've pushed measures on that repeatedly. that goes for every major issue so the, I, I think you would look at this like Okay, uh, we are where we are here. The, the left is now fully exposed. We now know how radical they are. They can't hide it anymore like they did in the past. And the media is fully exposed. In a large part, this is thanks to what Andrew did. This is thanks to what Trump did. This is thanks to uh, a lot of the uh, – so we're, we're kind of a, in a more advanced stage than we were back a, a decade ago. But the, the, the long-term war, if we will, for the heart and soul of this country, and it's a culture war, Andrew would be encouraged by the Republicans, I think, fi- finally starting to fight some of these culture war issues, which they are. Like, so we're now seeing it from several senators and congressmen and governors, and we saw it from President Trump um, – uh, I think you're starting to see the Republican Party really lean in on this stuff. I mean, this is, in many ways, the party of Andrew Breitbart, right? I, I, would, I would have Rush to Limbaugh. agree. I would have to agree yeah. because uh, it was uh, the, the Tea Party movement, the grassroots movement, all of that type yeah. of thing, uh, Breitbart 
who in fact changed the face of the Republican Party and the the, the methods uh, in some ways, except, save for Mitch McConnell, uh, of the Republican Party. Let me then, Matthew Boyle, uh, Bureau Chief, Washington Bureau Chief uh, Breitbart News is on with me. Glad to have you on. But I want to ask you this, uh, Matt, while I have you here, and we got to do this more often. Um, yeah, you bet, anytime. Is there an awakening going on in our country that, yes, uh, the uh, socialist uh, Marxist ideals of Ocasio uh, Cortez and, and her minions and, and, and even uh, 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 Biden's administration, is, is there an awakening that's telling them that it's a parasite? on the back of the free market and the capitalist uh, system. Talk to us about that. Give us your insight. Yeah, look, I think that the pendulum swings in elections. It does happen. That the you know Sometimes the Democrats are in, sometimes the Republicans are in. But in the long arc here, that culture war that we're talking about, that hashtag war, that mission that Andrew Breitbart set out for us a decade ago, uh, uh, we're winning in the long term. Parties on both in both chambers uh, of Congress right now. They've got a 50-50 Senate uh, that, that, that technically is a majority because of the vice president, Kamala Harris, and they've got a five-seat majority in the House of Representatives. But I think what's happening is, and you're starting to see this, especially look at the Hispanic vote in South Florida and South Texas. Like, look at the um, uh, what's happening in, uh, what just happened in Virginia uh, late last year. I think that what you're headed for is a major political realignment. And what you see, Reverend, is when people make the shift from left to right, and Andrew Breitbart was one of them, I'm one of them. Uh, there's plenty of other folks out there. Uh, uh, Clarence Thomas is somebody who went through that transformation. Ronald Reagan is, Donald Trump is, right? Like, So in many ways, a lot of the, the, the best conservatives are, uh, 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 not all of the best conservatives, but a lot of the best conservatives are, are former liberals. Absolutely and right. Once I'm a former president that, of the NAACP in Garland, Texas. Right? You know, you know, uh, we made that transition. Yeah, we did. Yeah, and so what I'm getting at here, though, is that as people make that shift back the other way, do you see people going back the other way? Right? Like, no. But what you see is once people are 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 are, are sufficiently, I guess the the new terminology these days is red pills, right? Like, but whatever term you want to use, once they wake up, once they see the the real threat that's out there, these institutions that are failed and et cetera, and then they start fighting back against it, they don't go back the other way, right? Like, and so I think what's happening is that every election cycle that goes on, every single one of these political fights that plays out, every one of these culture war fights, whether it's a fight that somebody's over getting canceled or whatever, every time somebody else wakes up, they never go back the other way. They always stick with us. And so long term here, we're, we're, and, and look, you saw this with President Trump, who got the most votes of a sitting president ever in the history of the United States. Uh, and, and, you know, and I know what it is what happened in the 2020 election but the fact is is that i think that we can only add we don't subtract from our side the other side uh only has the way down to go and so i think that long long arc history here always points towards justice that's what the martin luther king said right the long points towards justice and and eventually we're going to win this war eventually we are going to uh the the pendulum Matthew, you're breaking up just a little bit. You're breaking up on me just a little bit. But let me ask you this. You were talking about adding and subtracting and the cancel culture. 
then is it wise, is it prudent to want to run away from uh, social media platforms like Twitter who want to cancel you, they kick you out, put you in jail? Is that the right way to protest that? Or do you stay the course and have more of us flood them with our ideas? Uh, what, how would you, how would you uh, tell us to combat the cancel culture? That is I'm, I'm honestly torn on that, Reverend. So I don't know the answer uh, to, to that. Uh, personally, what I've done, uh, I can tell you, I haven't tweeted in years, right? Like, so I, I don't need Twitter to get my views out. Uh, I have plenty of other avenues. Obviously, I can go on shows like yours, and I've got my own show on SiriusXM on Saturday mornings, and, the, and we've got the website, Breitbart. Not everybody has all those tools, so I totally understand why those people would be using any and all available means to get their message out i i I think it's an all of the above pro approach right like i think that you know you should probably be trying to uh, develop new platforms and ideas to get stuff out look i look back to the leaders of our history of the movement to try to understand how to how to win these battles and i think back to phyllis schlafwick Right. Yeah. Do you remember when she was uh, fighting the Equal Rights Amendment? She was like the only person in the world against it. And the whole world was against her. And there were like yeah. 30 states or something had passed this thing. And it was about to become a constitutional amendment. And and she's leading this like fight that nobody thinks she has a chance of winning. And not even the local newspaper would run her column. So she figured out a way to, to, to get around that. She, she just decided she was going to, on her typewriter, type out a newsletter yeah. and then mail it through the U.S. mail yeah. uh, to, to a list of subscribers of moms across America that were joining in her, her effort. So I think there's, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's a school of thought to be said that we can find new and creative ways. That doesn't necessarily mean build your own Twitter. Maybe that's what it means. Maybe it isn't. But I think that there's ways that we can get our message out, and we should be using an all-of-the-above approach to figure out how do we get our message to – the general public and how do we get our message to our supporters and then to potential supporters out there. And there's creative ways that I think that we haven't figured out yet that uh, we can do that. But I do think that once our message gets to them and we hit people with open ears um, uh, with this message of freedom, with this message of uh, America first, with this message that we've heard from Andrew Breitbart and Rush Limbaugh and Donald Trump and uh, everybody else like that, I, I think that we win people over because our message is right. And yeah. so once we figure out how to get it to them, that's the only way the left can win. The only way they can win is censorship. They shut down debate. They shut down free speech. We win by uh, having an open debate. And so as long as we figure out a way to get our message to the public, we win the war. You know, uh, when I think about Phyllis Schlafly and Eagle Form, spoken for them on, on many, many occasions now, mm-hmm. even when Phyllis was still alive, uh, Star Parker and I mm-hmm. both uh, give her a lot of credit mm-hmm. uh, for uh, our, our success as conservatives. And uh, this is one thing that I uh, would like for you to tell everybody, and that's how to get a hold of you, how to access uh, you, how to bring you to where they are if they want to hear more from Matthew Boyle. Talk to us. Yeah, look, uh, the, uh, all of my stuff is on Breitbart.com. I work with all of our reporters, so they can find stuff there, or they can just email me. My email is just mboyle at Breitbart.com. It's really easy, uh, mboyle at Breitbart.com. So uh, people can reach out to me. I definitely respond to folks. I uh, read them all. So um, I'm very accessible. So. 
Well, listen, God bless you and God keep you, man, for being on with me. We will do this more often. And hey, listen, continue to fight the good fight as Andrew would have fought. And I know you will because you are Matthew Boyle fighting that fight. I'll talk to you soon.